Welcome back to Man Coverage. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back. If you're new, this is called uh, Man Coverage, and I'm your host, Mario Esteb. Um, I am alone today, unfortunately, so you just have to listen to me. But um, before I get started with today's topic, I do have some news. So, you know, as you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast for however long I've been doing this, since like January, yeah, you know, I started off with mostly just NFL, you know, the NFL season was... uh, Still going on. It was the playoffs, Super Bowl. Then there's the whole off-season free agency draft, and then you know this is kind of the dry period of the NFL. I say this like every podcast, and um, <clears throat> my last couple episodes haven't really been NFL based. You know, I had the top ten actors. I did one on the movies, and um, I know some of you guys like it and some of you don't. So I have news that I am creating another podcast and that'll come out in about a week. I won't say what it is yet, but basically I'm making man coverage now strictly NFL football, which is what it was designed to do. So if you wanted to listen just for football, you don't have to deal with me talking about other things because I like talking about other things. But if you're, you know, you don't really like the football aspect of it, but you like when I do kind of the more entertainment stuff and, uh, you know, pop culture, what's going on, or like movies and stuff, you can go to the second podcast that I'll be making in about a week, and it'll be filled with just kind of everything. That There's not really a topic. If you like that, then you can listen to that, and you don't have to deal with me talking about football when you don't know what I'm talking about. So I think it's better that I made this podcast more niche. And um, yeah, once the new podcast is out, I will let you guys know the name and I'll probably make an Instagram for that too. But yeah, just wanted to put that out there first before I start this um, episode. And then rolling into this episode, I'm trying to start a new series within uh, man coverage in the off season because it is dry period not much going on so i thought of this idea where i think nfl network has like the same name but it's called a uh, roster reset i'll go through each division you know i'll go look at their depth chart see what they've added um, who they've lost and and then just see where they stand going into the season um, and then try and, you know, put them in division order of how I think maybe it'll go. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, of course, we're starting with NFC North because that's where the Minnesota Vikings are. But we'll start with the the uh, worst team in the division based on last year. And we'll work our way up. And we'll just look at their depth charts, see who they've added, who they've lost. And kind of just discuss... Uh, how the division will turn out next year. So we'll start with the Chicago Bears. 
obviously had, having the number one pick and then, um, you know, losing it, but, um, or not losing it, just trading it away. And, um, you know, looking at their roster right now, let's start with their offense and let's start with, you know, their play caller. Um, well, he doesn't call the plays, but, you know, the guy with the football, Justin Fields, sticking with him, not choosing to, um, take a quarterback. And, you know, I think that was a long shot just to begin with saying people or people saying that they were going to just take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, but sticking with Fields, he's had his ups and his downs for sure, but he has a lot of upside. And I think just with the right pieces around him on the offense, he can really um, shine. And I think the Bears did a great job in adding key pieces for Justin Fields. Like um, DJ Moore, you know, with that first overall pick. That's a true number one receiver. Darnell Mooney is not a true number one. Chase Claypool is not a true number one. DJ Moore is a true number one receiver. He's proved it with Carolina's not so great quarterbacks. Um, He's proved that he can still drop 1,000 yards and... um, he he will help Justin Fields so much in the passing game. So Justin Fields, I think, I'm glad they stuck with him. He's definitely an above-average quarterback. If you look at like the top 32, I would say he is ranked 16 or higher, personally. I may have to double-check. But I, I think, I mean... People could argue he's the best quarterback in his division right now. You know, I think you could argue Goff is worse than him. Kirk is worse than him. Obviously, Jordan Love, just because we haven't seen. So, he's definitely the most skilled quarterback in the division. But he has to, you know, rack up some wins now and prove that he can uh, win games and not just, you know, uh, create highlight reels. Now, running back, they lost David Montgomery to Detroit but they signed uh, Deontay Foreman from the Falcons no 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 excuse me from the Panthers yes you know he shined really when the the Panthers traded McCaffrey and him and Achua Hubbard kind of had a little two-headed monster back there in Carolina I actually had Foreman on my fantasy team, and he was a great starter in the flex position. So they also have Khalil Herbert, so I think they'll kind of have like a two-headed monster there, and then Fields also with his running capabilities. I think they'll be fine on the run game. Receivers, like I was saying, honestly, very, very solid top three receivers. I mean, DJ Moore, Darnell Moody, and Chase Claypool, when they're all playing at their best, that could be a top five receiving core, receiving trio in the league. They also have Equinamian St. Brown, Tyler Scott, who they drafted, and then uh, Dante Pettis. I mean, those three, though, those could be just great assets for Fields in the passing game. He's used to Mooney. um, You know, now he'll have a full season of Chase Claypool and then DJ Moore, like I was saying. And even their tight end, Cole Komet, great young tight end, and they brought in Robert Tunyon from Green Bay. I think 
Fields now has no excuses in the passing game because he's got plenty of options, plenty of players to, you know, spread the ball around. And it, it'll it will be up to Justin Fields on how they play this this next uh, season, and then their offensive line, um, you know, drafted Darnell Wright with that first round pick, and um, yeah, I think their offensive line definitely needed help. Um, Tevin Jenkins, I think, is a great player, and. You just got you got to protect Justin Fields. There's a stat last year. I mean, you know Fields. He he is a very athletic quarterback, and he can evade a lot of pressure. But he was still sacked the most, and that's saying something. So protect, protect, protect. That's their offense. I think it's very solid. Definitely improved, and with this division possibly being wide open. I don't know. Bears, so far, offense looking good. Now to defense. It's kind of where they added a lot of um, key pieces in the in free agency. Tremaine Edwards, a big one. You know, that middle linebacker, calm. I mean, he, he's the one that's probably listening to the defensive coordinator. Young. He's already been in the league four or five years, and he's like 24. And then TJ Edwards from Philly. You know, Philly's defense was great. Why not add TJ Edwards? Both getting the the TE initials in there. Um, Jalen Johnson is a great corner. He's been a beast ever since he came into the league. Jaquan Brisker, they really liked him last year. And then Eddie Jackson, you know, he's digressed a little bit, but definitely the star on this defense. Their defensive line needs some work, and I'm saying this because I don't even know any of these players. Travis Gibson, Andrew Billings, Justin Jones, and Demarcus Walker. So, who knows if they're listening. (laughs) Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but definitely that's their weakest part of their roster. But they added, I mean, like I said, Edmonds is a great signing one of my favorite signings and he will just add to this young defense that was really very poor last year but yeah and then special teams i'm i'm oh hey okay they did sign the the syracuse kicker though so maybe he'll win the uh starting job there because he's a baller but um yeah those that's the bears roster after kind of the whole offseason is finished up, and I really like their offense. I'm not just saying that. Like, I really like their receiving core, and if Fields can do what he did last year, just actually take his game and elevate it, watch out. They'll they'll be very good in in a, in a couple of years. Now let's go to the Green Bay Packers, the Aaron Rodgers less Packers. And obviously it all comes down to Jordan Love. We haven't seen what he can do. We have just a small sample size of his play. And I think he'll be I think he'll be good. Like I think Green Bay will still be a good team 
Jordan Love has been in the system for four years. He knows the offense. He knows everyone around him. And it's it's just his time to shine. You know, he's not going to go in and be an Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to go in like he's been in the league for five years because he has. And he's not going to go in like a rookie quarterback because he's not. So I think we just haven't seen enough of Jordan Love, but I think he's a great quarterback or he will be a great quarterback in a couple of years. Just because, I mean, it's Green Bay, and I know they've had Favre and Rodgers, and I'm not saying he's going to be the next one, but I'm not not saying he's going to be the next one. So I think people are just kind of putting Jordan Love on the bottom of their tier list, which is fine because we haven't seen him play, but just don't be surprised if he actually ends up being a, a really good quarterback. Running backs is the same. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, great one-two punch. Honestly, I'd put A.J. Dillon ahead of Aaron Jones. Honestly, I think he's just a power back with huge legs. And I think they don't... I mean, Aaron Jones is great too, but like... I don't know. When they drafted A.J. Dillon, they should have just let Aaron Jones go. But that was like two years ago. So they'll probably be... um, Relying on the run a lot this season, especially just with love at quarterback. And then receivers, I mean, very young. Christian Watson now at the one. Romeo Dobbs, they just drafted Jaden Reed. So young, young core. If they can, you know, Watson last year was a star. Dobbs got hurt, but when he was healthy, he was great. And Jaden Reed looks good too, so... And then they also drafted uh, two tight ends, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft. Maybe they want a one-two punch, or they're hoping one of them pans out. So not much to say just because they're a young offense, very young. I mean, they're receiving core and tight ends. Almost all of them are rookies, or they were rookies last year. So definitely there's going to be a lot of growth. And then their O-line, I mean, Bakhtiari still there. Very injury prone, but he's still there. Elton Jenkins, you know, he was a star when he first entered the league. So I think in the in their offensive sense, the O-line is kind of their backbone. They kind of are the veterans on the O-line. And then defensively, they've always, you know, been solid in the secondary. Jair Alexander is one of the best corners in the league. Um... And then also, what's his name? Yes, Rasul Douglas. Oh yeah, Eric Stokes. He's a he's a rookie uh, last year, I want to say. So their secondary hasn't lost a lot. They still have Preston Smith, Kenny Clark. They just drafted Lucas Van Ness, who I think will be a stud. Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Rashawn Gary. You know, like they their defense is gonna be the one to carry them because. They didn't lose a lot of key pieces, and they got a lot of great players on that defense. Rashawn Gary especially is a great Jair Alexander, too. And I like Lucas Van Ness a lot, like I said. I think he's very pro-ready. I think he'll, you know, start day one, and he'll be a game wrecker from, you know, week one. And then, yeah, not going into special teams, except uh, Nixon. He's a great kicker turner. I, I do just want to shout out him. So we'll see with Green Bay what happens. Like I mean, they'll obviously digress, 
based on their offensive performance. But um, their defense is still solid, and we'll see what happens with Jordan Love. Next team is the team that, you know, made sure the Packers didn't make the playoffs. The Detroit Lions, lots of uh, people's favorite to win this division. Jared Goff, great season last year. I think he can do it again this year. And, um, you know, the Lions, this is the first time, I think, in my lifetime that they've been the favorite to win a division, and they've been hyped up going into the season. I mean, they get to play the week one kickoff against the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. We get The world gets to see what the Lions are made of there in week one, so... There's no more like, oh, feeling bad that Detroit never gets primetime games or they just suck because they're coming in with a lot of hype. So we'll see what what happens. Their new running back, Jameer Gibbs, kind of shocked people when they drafted him at 12 and then they traded DeAndre Swift. But him, they got David Montgomery as well. But Gibbs is a beast. You know, Alabama running backs always pan out well. Look at look at um Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry, so Mark Ingram. Jameer Gibbs is gonna be a great running back. I just think they drafted him a little too high and it kinda just shocked people, but I think he'll be great. And then their receiving core, Amon Ross St. Brown, probably the most underrated receiver in the NFL. Jamison Williams, you know, injured last year and now suspended this year I mean suspended for six games so kind of unfortunate for the Lions but not much to say about him I haven't really seen anything um, special you know he was great in college of course and then they uh, signed Marvin Jones Jr. um, back to the Lions he's always been great for them So, I mean, starting the season off, their receiving core will be a little weaker. But St. Brown, you know, they I mean, they had a weaker core last year, and they did just fine. Tight end, you know, Brock Wright um, is listed as a starter, but I think it'll be Sam Laporta. They drafted him high, second-round pick. You know, lost Hawkinson, get Laporta. (laughs) So, Iowa, Iowa. And then their O-line... Looking actually very solid. Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Panay Sewell, Frank Ragnow. And then they signed, uh, oh gosh, Hala, Halapula Vati Vaitai from Philly. So that's a great five um, for Detroit. And their offense right now, I mean, they were top five last year, and I think they can continue that. And it, it will be up to their defense because their defense was very poor last year. Obviously, they had Aiden Hutchinson, a great, great player. I really like him. He's he's a stud. But they, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez was a great linebacker, and then they also drafted Jack Campbell, also a little high, but they knew what they wanted, and I think he's a great player too. So sometimes you just draft for need, and you don't really care what they're draft board is or what other people's draft boards are saying or what his stock was just because it was you know linebackers are underappreciated but if they wanted him and they didn't think they could get him in the second round then yeah just go take him and then their secondary was kind of poor last year but they really added to that Cameron Sutton they signed Emmanuel Mosley 
two uh, solid cornerbacks that will complement each other well. And then they drafted Brian Branch, which he can play nickel. And I think they probably didn't think they'd get him at 45, I believe the pick was. So sometimes you just got to take best player available, and that's what they did there. So Lions, great, great overall roster on paper. Let's... Let's see if they can do it again, though, this year. If it wasn't a fluke, if it wasn't just, you know, adrenaline or... I mean, I'm not... Like, yeah, they were good last year, but they were only good to the second half. Let's see if they can figure out what they did in the second half in the first half next year. And then the division winners, the Minnesota Vikings. My Minnesota Vikings. Offense pretty much stayed the same, except, you know, you trade out uh, Adam Thielen and you put in Jordan Addison, which a lot of people would say is a uh, is an upgrade. Still got Kirk last year of his deal. Who knows what will happen? Question mark, though, Delvin Cook probably won't be the starting running back for us. He'll probably get cut if we can't find a trade partner, which I don't think we will. So it's Alexander Madison's time. And, um... He's a great RB2. I've always liked him. But I do think we're going to miss Delvin. And I don't think people are realizing that that much because Delvin is so quick with his cuts. He's he just got so much power when he right when he gets the ball, he's just he's running full speed. And he's when he's when he's healthy, he's a great running back. When he's healthy, he's a top 5 running back. But unfortunately, he's not always healthy. And I think that's why we're just we we don't want to pay him that much for a guy who's very uh, injury prone. And then Alexander Madison has always been there. And when Cook is injured, Alexander Madison is great. So you know, hopefully, I don't know what's going to happen with Delvin. I mean, I love him, but I think it's time to part ways with him. And then of course Justin Jefferson, you know, the greatest player of all time. <laughs> Give him all the money he wants. Nothing more to be said, but I think Addison there. Ooh, is he going to cook with Jefferson getting doubled? Him and then KJ Osborne, too. Like, KJ is, is a great receiver. And I, you know, part of me feels bad because I thought this would be the year that he'd be that wide receiver, too, which he still can be. But we drafted Addison. But, um, I think. Addison and Osborne are both going to have great years. And, of course, Jefferson will, too. And then TJ, yeah, we have TJ Hawkinson, too. Great tight end. Top three in the league, I would say. And we have one of the best, you know, pass-catching cores in the league, I I believe. So come at me if you want. But just, know, I mean, we have the best receiver in the league. Top three tight end. Great rookie receiver. And KJ, <laughs> so say what you want, but this offense is one of the best in the leagues. And then we have one of the best left tackles in the league, Christian Darasaw. And then a solid—I mean, Brian O'Neill is also a great right tackle. And then solid interior offensive lineman. But this offense, we know it's going to be good. It was great last year. It was the defense, like kind of like the Lions. So we lost, you know, kind of. Our uh, leader on defense, Eric Kendricks, we cut him. We lost um, Zadarius Smith after one year. We traded him. He didn't want to be here, and that's fine. 
but we did we uh we also lost a lot of secondary pieces but we brought in some some key guys too you know we bring in a guy like Dean Lowry from Green Bay he'll he'll be a rotational guy for sure we brought in Marcus Davenport first round pick of the Saints hasn't lived up to that first round pick um you know draft pick but I think he's still young and I think with Flores there he can really develop into what he was supposed to be out of New Orleans so I'm excited for Davenport um and then Byron Murphy you know he'll be our corner one with the loss of a lot of guys that I don't even want to say names but I think a lot of people are counting our secondary out just because we didn't really sign anyone besides Byron Murphy. But we have so many young guys that either were hurt last year or just were rookies and aren't developed. Andrew Booth, Caleb Evans, and then Lewis Seen, who was hurt all of last year. And then we drafted Makai Blackman and Jay Ward. So I think, you know, our secondary is looking, it's young, but it, It'll pan out. And then with Harrison Smith teaching them too, one of the greatest safeties of the last decade, I think the Vikings will be fine. And yeah, we're going to probably be in some shootouts, but with our offense, we can do that. So I think with Flores also a defensive coordinator, it'll change a lot. And I know... You can blame a coordinator as much as you want, but at the end of the day, you can say it's the players' jobs. While that is true, Ed Donatel last year, like we always played zone, and we like you can't do anything. You can't go against the defensive coordinators. So I think the Vikings will be fine. And if I had to rank the division rankings on how I think it'll go. This isn't my final one. I'm going to make a final one, you know, before the season. But I'd put... I would put... I want to say Minnesota 1. Right? It's so biased. I'll put Detroit 1 and Minnesota 2, but it'll be, like, one game between them. And I'll put uh, Chicago 3 and Green Bay 4. And that's my, my my division rankings as of right now, which is May 30th is when I'm talking. So we'll see. But um, yeah, hope you guys, you like that uh, roster reset. I'll get to every division, hopefully. And um, yeah, if you want to keep listening to NFL, make sure you stick with this podcast. And if you want more entertainment, other random stuff in my brain, go to the other one. It's not out yet but it will be in about a week. So I'll catch you guys in the next episode and have a good day.